الله تعالى عن a prominent companion of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and a khadim of Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam it is said that the mother of Anas bin Malik radiyallahu ta'ala and left him in the khidmat of Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam at a very very young age Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiyallahu ta'ala and subhanallah he was the chosen one that he stayed in the khidmat of Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam for 10 years every day and every night he would serve Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam and no exaggeration at a very young age Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted him and he would wake up with Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam at the hajjah time and prepare the water and all the necessities for Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam and during light hours he was also there with Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam very very young he himself says that on one occasion Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told me oh Anas come here and he gave me a job to do as I was walking out from the uh, in Medina Munawwara I, I saw my friends playing in the streets of Medina Munawwara and I forgot all about the work that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam gave me and my friends were there and I joined them and I forgot everything what Huzur alayhi salatu was salam told me because he was very very young and only in the evening he remembered that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam gave him a job to do when he realized he was extremely scared when he went back he expected Huzur alayhi salatu was salam to be in a very angry mood but on the contrary, Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was smiling at him and said to him, O Anas, don't fear, don't fear, subhanallah. And he said to him, the job that I gave you, I have done it with my own hands, don't worry at all. You might have been playing with your friends again. And Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala and said, Ya Rasulallah, I was playing with my friends. And he was the Khadim of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Look at the character of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Hazrat Anas bin Malik says, Khadamtun Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasallam ashara sinin. Fama qala li uffin. Allahu akbar. I stayed in the khidmat for 10 years. And in the 10 years, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam never ever told me off, never scolded me. Oh, Anas, why didn't you do that? Oh, Anas, why didn't you do that? This was the akhlaq of Rahmatullil Alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On one occasion, Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam touched the forehead of Anas bin Malik. Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him and said to him, Oh Allah, give Anas bin Malik a long age and give Anas bin Malik, bless him in his progeny with his children. Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala and himself says that including my grandchildren I have counted hundred children. children? So Allahu Akbar. Hundred. Even beating all the shuyukh in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you know. Allahu Akbar. Including my own children and the grandchildren the figure comes to hundred. 
and his age, Allahu Akbar. The Muhaddisin say that he was one of the last companions to expire from this world. One of the last companions. And it is the barakat of Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala an, that a lot of the people, the latter people had the opportunity to become tabi'een. Tabi'een means those people who saw the companions in the condition of iman. Great scholars, great fuqaha, people like Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah people like Imam Amash rahmatullah muhaddis, faqih of their time. If it wasn't for the dua, perhaps Imam Abu Hanifa might not have been titled with being honored the darja of tabi'een. That is why Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah great faqih, but he was not a tabi'een. Nor was Imam Malik rahmatullah nor was Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah except for Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah This is the darja virtue given to him. In his biography it is written that several times Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah saw Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala who is the khadim of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu Akbar. What a great companion. And he gave that opportunity for so many people to become tabi'i. Subhanallah, that is their status. So he is the narrator. And one discipline is explained to us. Some of the etiquettes that Absalom has given to this ummah. Adab, etiquettes. Very, very important. In fact, in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so many mushrikeen policies, and Ahl Kufar, the people of the scriptures, were jealous, literally jealous of Islam. Allah says in the Quran, That a lot of the people of the Ahl Kitab, of the Kufar, would wish that you would apostate back. Allahu Akbar and relinquish your religion of Islam and become a mushrik become a Yahudi or a Christian or a mushrik whatever but leave this religion of Islam why hasada? because they have hasad and this is the hasad this is the jealousy which was there even in the time of the companions Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala who is from Faras Faras first he studied Christianity. What did he study? Christianity. Peace and sukoon, tranquility was not found. And then he came to the Arabian Peninsula and he saw Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu Akbar. When he embraced Islam, he became the great companion of Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like the French scientist Professor Maurice Bukel great scholar. Initially he went to Egypt to study the Arabic language, not with the intention to become a Muslim. And he has written a beautiful book in English, the Bible, the Quran and the science. Every, every Muslim should read that kitab, subhanallah. He has explained everything in there, a beautiful kitab. And Maurice Bukel has also made a documentary and he says that 
every Muslim is a scientist. Every Muslim is a scientist. Every Muslim is a scientist. After studying the Quran, mashallah, he embraced Islam. Great people. An opportunity was given to them, they came close to the Arabic language, even the Arabic language gave them hidayat. The Arabic language. Hazrat Salmani Farsi came, subhanallah, he saw the face of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he became a Muslim. So the mushrikeen, they were targeting him because he was very old in age, and he had tasted many, many different cultures and religions. And finally he took Islam as his religion, alhamdulillah, great companion. So they often taunted him. And some of them would say, oh, Salman farsi your Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he teaches you everything, isn't it? He teaches you even how to go to the toilet. He teaches you even how to go to the toilet. Thinking that maybe Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam left that discipline out. The etiquette of how and what to do when you go to the toilet. That is why he is saying, taunting Salman Farsi, that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam did not teach you how to go to the toilet. So he is saying, he taught you everything. Does he even teach you how to go to the toilet? Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala, and very, very casually, subhanallah, very composed mood, he said, of course. Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam has even taught us how to go to the toilet. And he was shocked. He said, Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam taught us to use the left hand, never to use the right hand. Wallahi lazim, my respected brothers and elders, it is a challenge I give you all. Read all the books in the library, all the books. And find out, has any religion, any Allahu Akbar denomination, culture, any intellectual person has given guidance that no, you must use your left hand and not your right or use your right and not your left, no. This discipline is only in Islam. And then he said, Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us that when you empty your bowels and you urinate, you must not face the Qibla. And Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us that when you enter the toilet, put your left leg in first. Just think for one minute. The beautiful guidance, the beautiful teachings that Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given us. Put your left leg in first, that is ibadat. If you make amal on this sunnah, the reward is equivalent to 200 nafal rakats. How many? 200 nafal rakats. For every masla you learn, the sawab is of 200 nafal rakats. This is Islam. Subhanallah al-Azim. And Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala is the narrator. He says, Khan al-Nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Taqbalahu al-Rajul fasafahahu. When anybody came to Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, greeted him, fasafahahu, making musafaha with the hands, greeting Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the hands. Remember that in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one was to verbally say and greet a Muslim brother, which was, Assalamu alaykum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And the other method is to greet your Muslim brother and say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
The adab when greeting someone is that Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make musafaha La yanzi'u yadahu an yadihi hatta yakuna rajuluhu wallazi yanzi'u Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would never withdraw his hands until the person in front would withdraw the hands. Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would stay in that position satisfying him until the other person would retire and take his hands away back. This is the adab. So if you make amal on that sunnah, alhamdulillah, that is also rewarding. You need a lot of patience and you need a lot of barakat in time to make amal. But alhamdulillah, people who make amal, they, they make amal. Great scholars, they make amal. The other sunnah, Hazrat Anas bin Malik says that when Wasallam would greet someone, the face, وَلَا يَسْرِفُ وَجْحَهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ الرَّجُلْ هُوَ الَّذِي يَسْرِفُهُ he would give full attention to the person in front. Full attention. Not like when I hear sometimes uh, in Juma, when I'm sitting on the member here, I see some people sitting and leaning against the wall. And here you're quoting of the Quran and Hadith, and they simply turn their face away. And they feel it is, it's allergic to look at the face of Mawlana Muhammad. You might catch a disease or something. <laughs> they should know the masla. That if you don't like an imam, you should not pray namaz behind him. What is it? If you don't like an imam, it is not jais for you to pray namaz behind him. Because if, if you don't like the imam, that means you are not taking him to be the amin, the amanadar person. You are not satisfied with him, then you should not pray namaz behind him. Otherwise, he should not be your imam. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. There are two things. And some people out of arrogance... This mullah angrezi bhi bolta hai. Isko dunya ki baate bhi aati hai. Jaisi mullah ko to kuch aana bhi nahi chahiye. Bichare anfar log honne chahiye, anguthe chaap. Mulvis, mullah should not know anything. They should be in the caves. Arrogance, you know, arrogance. Leaning on the wall, turning away like that. Mujhe bhi bada gussa aata hai. Alhamdulillah, even me, I just do the duty and Put the words away. At a time when unity should be strong, strong and strong. For inna lillahi wa inna ilihi rajiun. That is one masla quoted to you. Even that is from the fatawa. But Absalallahu Wasallam would respect and honor that person so much that if he greets you, then your full attention must be to him. It's a mark of an honor. So when you say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, greet him, look at him. That is the sunnah of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is the sunnah of Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Two sunnah. And Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala says, وَلَمْ يَرَ مُقَدِّمًا رُقْبَتَيْهِ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ جَلِيسٌ لَهُ And the sunnah of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also that he would never stretch his legs out in front of the person who was in front of that person who is absolutely in front of for me to stretch my legs in front of him. That is not the adab of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? To respect that person. That is the sunnah. That is why, <coughs> alhamdulillah, for the, for the Muslims who come from Hindustan, Pakistan, India, Pakistan, there is a lot of adab in a sense that we see that uh, even when it comes to Qibla, if somebody is stretching his legs out towards the Qibla, a lot of brothers will go and say, no, that, that way is the Qibla, so don't 
stretch your legs out towards the, the Qibla. But then I have seen when we go for Umrah and Hajj, uh, no offense to any of our brothers that are sitting here, subhanAllah al-Azim. But generally speaking, that uh, some of our uh, Arab brothers there, they casually read the Quran whilst the, the legs are stretched out towards the Qibla. I don't think they are mazur or disabled in any way, but casually. And that is against the adab. I'm not saying haram. Don't misquote me. I'm not saying it is haram. I'm just saying that it is against the adab. Here we see clearly the hadith narrated in Tirmidhi of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where even if somebody was in front of him, Aab sallallahu alayhi wasallam would not stretch his legs. So to stretch your legs where the qibla is, certainly that is against the adab. Uh, and the teachings of Huzur alayhi sallallahu alayhi So the more respect you have, insha'Allah, the more spirituality will enter inside you. The more spirituality will enter inside you. Some of the scholars don't even touch takhti, the takhti of alif, ba, ta, sa, without wuzu. Now there is no hadith you can read, like subhanAllah, the great Sultan Mahmud Ghaznawi, the great king of India, he never uttered the word Muhammad but only in the condition of wuzu. Now do you need a hadith to explain that? No, you don't have... That is adab. He never uttered the name Muhammad because it was the name of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam but only in that condition of having wuzu. And some of the people, subhanallah, they are so pure that they stay in the condition of wuzu all the time. So that if wuzu breaks, they would go and make wuzu straight away. Subhanallah, that is the tartib. Another masla here talking on the subject of greeting your Muslim brother, is that how do we greet? Do we make salam, give me your hand, with one hand, like that? Or do we make salam with two hands, put your two hands, don't worry, nothing happens to you, <laughs> two hands are. Now, subhanAllah, we have a lot of opinions. Uh, the jurists, the fuqaha, the muhaddisin, they say that the tartib is that you should shake your hands, the person in front of you, shake his hands, put both hands and touch him, both the hands, make musafaha with two hands and he should do the same. That is closer to the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In England, in the European society that we live in, it's just one hand shaking. And uh, again, uh, in some parts of the Arab world, uh, they insist and emphasize that they should only, you should only greet with one hand. You should only greet with one hand. So if you if you put the other hand and they say no no mafi mafi no mafi no, and according to them it is just one hand. But according to the fuqaha, they say that it is two hands. Why? Because Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu taala, a great Sahabi companion of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, he says that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught me tashahud tashahud at-tahiyyatu lillahi wasalawat, which we read in salat. Absalam taught me tashahud whilst both my hands were gripping his hands. Both my hands were gripping his hands. Absalam, his hands were in the palms of Nabi Kareem. So that was the tartib in the time of 
Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is the adab of making musafaha. But nevertheless, if a brother wants to greet you with one hand, we should not fight over it. This is just for the benefit because we are reading the hadith. If you feel comfortable with two hands, mashallah, do it with two hands. And if that brother is shaking your hands with one hand, you don't want to argue with him. You don't want to argue with him. Mashallah, at, his, at least he is greeting you. So make salam to him. And the barakah of greeting your Muslim brother in the hadith of Hadrat Barra radiallahu ta'ala and this hadith is narrated in Abu Dawood Sharif. He says that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned ma min muslimayni yaltaqiyani fayatasafahani illa ghufira lahuma qabla an yaftarika. Two Muslims will not meet and shake hands without their sins forgiven before they depart. Two Muslims will not meet and shake hands without their sins forgiven before they depart. So, if you make salam with your Muslim brother, insha'Allah, the barakat of that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pardons your minor sins. Your minor sins. And Allah Rabbul Alameen is the merciful one. If he wants, he can even forgive your major sins. Another adab is babul istizan. Istizan in the Arabic language is to take permission. To take permission. A very important aspect and sometimes we are we know it but we are neglectful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has mentioned Ya Ayuhaladina Amanu La Tadhulu Buyutan Gaira Buyutikum Hatta Tastanisu wa Tusallimu ala ahliha. O people who believe, enter not houses other than your own until you have asked permission and greeted those in them. In other, in other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا بَلَغَ الْأَتْفَالُ مِنْكُمُ الْحُلُمَ فَلْيَسْتَعْزِنُوا كَمَا اسْتَعْزَنَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ And when the children among you come to the age of puberty, then let them also ask, ask for permission as those senior to them in age. This is Ayat Kareem of the Qur'an. And the hadith is, الْإِسْتِئْزَانُ ثَلَاثٌ فَإِنْ أُزِنَ لَكَ وَإِلَّا فَرْجِعَ the narrator is Hazrat Abu Musa al-Ashari. This hadith is narrated in Bukhari Sharif and Muslim Sharif. Very important hadith. How do you take permission? Absalam has mentioned Al-Istizanu Salatun. For an example, if you were to ask a non-Muslim that how do you take permission to enter someone's house or someone's room, or, you know, they won't have an idea what you're talking about. Because they don't have that discipline. If you go to school, it's geography, mathematics, history, science, and all sorts nowadays, Allah Akbar. But there is no chapter on the, the protocol and Allah Akbar moral behavior, etiquette, how to behave, what to do, what not to do. That is only in Islam. That is only in Islam. No swearing, no swearing. Why Sibabul Muslimi Fusukun Absalullah Wasallam has said to swear at your Muslim brother that is fisk, that is a grave sin, it is guna, it is not jayz. So how do you take permission? Absalullah Wasallam said to take permission is only three times. In that three times if permission is given to you, you enter inside, or illa farjih, otherwise you go away. So nowadays, Alhamdulillah in England, everywhere you go, you have a doorbell, you ring, right? So when you ring, even in ringing there is Adam. Sometimes you see that some people's fingers 
you know, they just get glued to the doorbell. <laughs> they get glued to the doorbell and the people inside get frustrated, you know. Especially the kids, when they come, they just start banging, 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 banging. And that's different because kids are kids, you know. They don't even have to do wuzu. But mashallah, anybody who has, who is saying mashallah, who is bali, then he must make sure that he applies the adab that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. So you ring once and you wait. If you get an answer, fine. If you don't ring again, second time, wait. And then you ring again for the third time, no answer, farjiyah. Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, now return back to whatever you want to do. Now, nothing should conjure up in the mind that, oh, I know Molly Saab is in the house. <laughs> But you don't want to open the door. <laughs> you know? Oh, I know the children are inside. You know? uh, forget all that. You know, Subhanallah. We are Muslims. What are we? Muslims. Let us follow Islam. Don't follow culture. Follow Islam. Wasallam has literally said that there should be no ill feeling. No ill feeling. Maybe he is busy. Maybe he's got taqaza. It is his house. You know, he has the full authority to allow you, oh, that you should just go away, don't disturb him, it is not the right time. This is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you don't slam the door so hard, anybody's house. Imam Ahmad bin Hamal rahmatullah a great faqih, muhaddith, musnad of Imam Ahmad bin Hamal rahmatullah famous, great buzrub. A lady came and started to knock. It wasn't a, a knock. She was slamming the door so hard. And Ahmad bin Hamr rahmatullahi got worried. Is it an emergency case or what? And straight away, he opened the door and saw this lady in burqa, mashallah. And she said, she said to her, Imam Ahmad bin Hamr, I have come to you. I want to inquire about one masla. About one masla. Imam Ahmad bin Hamr rahmatullahi got very angry. He said that this is not the knocking of a woman, this is the knocking of a policeman. <laughs> Literally, this is what he said. This is not the knocking of a woman, this is the knocking of a policeman. This is not the adab. Islam did not teach you that. And the companions were the most disciplined people on the surface of this earth. Wallahi lazim. When you read the seerah, it is said that the companions, when they would come, and knock at the door of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They would knock from the tip of the fingers. And they would knock, knock like this. Not to disturb Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam. They would knock with the tip of the fingers. So Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not disturbed at all. So this is the adab. Three times if permission is given to you, fine. Otherwise, what do you do? You walk out. Another adab is when you are ringing... You should not stand in front of the door. One companion was standing in front of the door. Absalam opened the door and said to him, No. Ring again, knock on the door. Absalam told him to stand on the side. Whichever Tablighi brothers, Tablighi Jamaat, when they come for Gash, mashallah, they apply the Sunnah and they'll knock once and then all of them will stand on the side. This is the, the the proper tarteeb. So, if you are to knock at somebody's house, if you have to do parda, then you should stand on the side. This is the adab. 
Why? Because if he opens the door directly, maybe he, the, the, the host, the owner of the house, might not want to see something which you have seen. Women folks are there, daughter, young daughters, anybody, anything could be there. So we are not to be inquisitive. So even if when you enter inside, Wasallam has said that the eyes should be down, the gaze should be down. Don't inquire. Mufti Taqi would say that we are not inspectors. What are we? We are not inspectors. So wherever the host tells you to sit, that is where you sit. A lot of people say, no, I'll sit there, no. Look that the door is there, if it opens, then there might be bepardagi, you might see something which is not right. So apply the adab, sit in an area where there is more farda. This is, subhanallah, uh, the, the adab that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. Taught us. Another masla is also peeping through the windows or the letterbox. Muslim got some experience. Letterbox. Right? A lot of people do that. Let me just see what's happening under the letterbox. You know? And that is That is very, very big guna. I'm not going to say guna kabira. It probably is. Wallahu alam. But it's a major sin in a way. You know, intrusion to privacy. Subhanallah. Absolutely not allowed in Islam. Peeping through the window. Okay, let me see who is it there. What is happening? What is the letterbox for Kolkar? That is not Islam. That is not Islam. In a hadith it comes that Aaf sallallahu alayhi wasallam found out that somebody was peeping through his door. And at that time, Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was scratching his head with a peach fork. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said to him in the hadith, the mafhum is that if I knew that you were peeping through, then I would have poked your eyes out. I would have poked your eyes out. What a, what a grave sin it is for Rahmatullil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say that I would have poked your eyes out. So that is absolutely not, not jayz. We must apply the adab. Another adab is that when you enter, what do you say? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Before we go on to that, sometimes in the hadith of Hazrat Jabir radiallahu ta'ala, he says, Ataytun Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fadaqattul baba, I came to the house of Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I knocked on the door, and he said, Man hadha, who is it? Man hadha, who is it? Fakultu Hazrat Jabir radiallahu ta'ala, and said, I said, Ana, I, Ana, I, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got very, very angry. Fakala, Ana, Ana, I, I, Annaha, Karihaha. Asallallahu alayhi wasallam disapproved of that answer. Don't say I, I. And another hadith that Imam Nawawi rahmatullah has cited on this bab, a very important hadith, uh, substantiating that when you knock on the door, give your identification with the name by which the family members will recognize you by. Huh? It's me. You know, some people phone you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Mali sahab, me ho rai khata me. Oh ho, kye hu aap rup yaar? Aray bhai. Mali sahab, kye hu aap rup yaar? Aray bhai, kya hai? How can I recognize you? You're phoning me. Oh, Mali you don't recognize me. Oh, we were good friends and so on and so on. Maybe we still are good friends. But that is not the adab. You know, how do you know who it is? And then it's an embarrassing point. It happens a lot. 
you know. So if you phone someone, the other is you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, it's me, Muhammad, speaking to you. Or so and so, speaking to you, Jobiyu Abkanam. So that person knows. And be brief and precise and clear in your message. Clear, give it to him straight away. Don't waste his time. In fact, even when you phone, first take permission. Is it okay for me to talk to you right now? And if he says to you, yes, continue. And if he says to you, no, you, you know, if you don't ask him and just talk to him, you might be disturbing him. And he might not answer you in a good way and then you might take offense to that. So take permission first. Is it fine for you to, for me to talk to you right now? If he says yes, it's fine. So when you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, straight away declare your name. Imam Nawawi rahmatullah alayhi says that, a hadith of Mi'raj, when Jibreel Amin was with Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, when they came to the first heavens, the first asman, those gates are the invisible gates we can't see. And Hazrat Jibreel Amin knocked and, and uh, the Darban, the, the, the angels that look after, protect that door. They said, Manhaza, who is it? Fakala and Hazrat Jibreel clearly said, Qala Jibreelu. What did he say? Jibreelu. Exact name. So the angel, because the angels recognize Jibreel by the name of Jibreel. And then the angel said, Waman ma'aka. Who is with you? Again, Jibreel Amin said straight, clearly, he said, Muhammadun. What did he say? Muhammadun. Who is Muhammadun? Rahmatullil Alameen. Then they summa sa'ida ila sama'i saniya fastaftaha and they went to the second heaven. Same thing again. Man hadha, who is it? Jibreel. And who is with you? Muhammadun. And the same thing in the third, fourth heaven until subhanallah he was all alone. So from this hadith, Imam Nawawi rahmatullah alayhi is saying that even when you enter and when they ask you who is it, give you a clear and precise name. It's me so and so. It's me so and so. So that is the tartib. And when permission is given to you, when you enter inside the house, Allah Manavavi Rahmatullah says that it is mustahab to say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and also to say Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. A hadith of Hazrat Kilda bin Hamal Rahmatullah radiallahu ta'ala, he says, I entered the house of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, walam usallim, and I did not make salam. I did not make salam. Our sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Wapas jaf, go back, irji. What is it? Irji. Huzur alayhi salam says, go back, go back, go back. Irji, go back, fakul assalamu alaykum, udkhul. Go back, make salam, and then enter. So this is a discipline we must teach our children. So when they enter, say, assalamu alaykum, bolo bhai, zor say. Say, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. This is a discipline. Allama Hamdani rahmatullah alayhi, a great muhaddis, not Imam Ahmad, Allama Hamdani rahmatullah alayhi, what a great buzrah he was. It is said that he would make amal on all the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the sunnah. If somebody came to his house and entered with the left leg in first, with the left leg in first, first he would look at the legs. And if he entered with the left leg, he said, go back. What is it? Go back. Tell him to go back. And then Allah Hamdani would say, now enter the house with the right leg. <coughs> enter the house with the right leg. That is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Another thing what we must remember 
is that when we enter the homes, a lot of us we have keys to our own homes, alhamdulillah. So sometimes, you know, it's a bit discreet. The kids might be upstairs, no noise. The wife might be in the kitchen somewhere and the doors are closed. So you, you can sneak upon the family members. That is not jais. That is not jais at all. That is why whenever Absalullah came from a journey, even if it was at night, he would just, Allah Akbar, station himself just on the outskirts of Medina Munawwara and send one Sahabi to inform everybody at home that the companions are here and Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam is here and inshallah he will get to the destination early in the morning, maybe at Fajr time. Giving the women folks time to clear up everything, whatever they have to do. So when you enter the house, it is mustahab to announce, to let the family members know that somebody has entered the house. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah was such a great buzrug. His son says that every time my father, when he would enter, he would clean his throat and he would do <coughs> <coughs> So the family members would know that Imam Sahib is here. That is the tartib. This is the adab. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Another masla also is that sometimes when we enter a room and there are a lot of people, so how do we greet them? One tartib is to say salamu alaikum in general. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and the salam goes to everyone. But then if somebody wants to greet every single one, what is the tartib? Where does he start from? Where does he start from? You might have heard from a lot of people, they say no. There are five, six people in a room. He is on my right hand side, so I start from the yes. from the right. The fuqaha, the muhaddisin say that the tartib is not that you start from the right. But more virtuous than that is that if there is a scholar, a pious person, an elderly person there in the midst of those people, then you should go and make salam to that person first. Not just to the person who is on your right hand. Because it could be a 16 year old child. And there you have a, a great Shaykh al-Hadith. You have a great Shaykh al-Hadith. So what do you do? No. So the tartib is that when you enter in a room where there are a lot of people, and if you see, mashallah, they are notable people, then go and make salam to that person first, and then go and start to meet other people. That is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. حديث يا باي حضرت ابو هريره رضي الله تعالى لا تبدا اليهود ولا النصارى بالسلام لطافي صلى الله عليه وسلم said do not salute the jews and the christians before they salute you do not salute the jews and the christians wow كم شو alright so allah over allah has graced us with iman wait for them to greet you wait for them to greet you we are the superior people we are the superior people. Ah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned فَإِذَا لَقِيْتُ مَحَدُهُمْ فِي تَرِيقٍ فَاسْدَرُّهُ إِلَىٰ أَذْيَقِهِ This is the hadith. And when you meet any one of them on the road, force him to go to the narrowest part of the road. Force him to go to the narrowest part of the road. So if you're on a path and a group of them are coming, non-Muslims and a group of Muslims are going, because Allah has honored you with Iman, so you should be walking on the middle path and they should 
वॉक ऑन द साइड लेकिन आज तो क्या हो गया उल्टा हो गया वेन यू सी अ मुस्लिम ब्रदर कमिंग बिकॉज यू हैव टू ग्रीट हिम यू माइट इज वेल क्रॉस द रोड बिकॉज यू हैव टू ग्रीट हिम यू माइट इज वेल क्रॉस द रोड ऑनेस्टली वल्लाजी द सिकनेस इज इन साइडस the sickness is inside us mm-hmm. allah akbar especially in our community we should be there all the time you know making salam this is the national anthem of the muslims salam alaikum wa rahmatullah salam alaikum wa rahmatullah salam alaikum wa rahmatullah we end our sal- namaz with assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah what a great sunnah of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam the kufar in the time of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam they would give bad dua to huzur alayhi salatu wassalam ma'az allah and they would say assalamu alaykum because they were professional people they knew the arabic language so sometimes they would say assalamu alaykum what would they say assalamu alaykum not assalamu salamu is salamati peace and in the arabic language assalamu means maut and they would say assalamu alaykum may death be on you may death be on you and the wife of ab sallallahu alaihi wasallam hazrat aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha she would say wa alaykum assalam <laughs> wa alaykum assalam and this be on you too aisi biwiyan ho aisi wives ho to kaam chale ha ki itni mohabbat ho to aise haq banta hai bolne ke liye who are you huh? and she would get so angry and instead of huzur alaihi salatu wassalam giving them baddua she would be there in the forefront and returning the jawab assalamu alaikum this be to you this be to you so every time when we say assalamu alaikum make sure what is it we are saying it clearly assalamu alaikum and even when you are praying salat you know allah akbar so when you break your salat when you're coming out of your salat don't say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah is that assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah is it is it assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah is not is assalamu alaikum what is it assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and the sunnah is if you're an imam anywhere you should not say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah stretching it you know no stretching it because otherwise the muqtadis will finish salam before you <laughs> <laughs> you get some of the imams who are not so you know no offense to anyone but one thing you get some people who are very very flashy assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and 55% of the muslims have already done salam you know? so <laughs> the salam should be short and precise like the the imams of haram assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah you are reading it to please who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is your new voice you read it with ikhlas and you read it with sincerity with the voice that you have not everybody becomes shuraim and sudaisi and huzaifi and qari abdul basit and tablawi nobody Allah akbar Allah has gifted each individual and he is recognized by that gift Allah has given it to him so he just say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and it should be so fast also so give them that opportunity that is why mashallah a lot of the times you see uh, people in, in the arabs it is that both salams when the imam has completed both the salams that is the time they do salam following another fiqh 
And according to our fiqh, which is also jayz, alhamdulillah, you are following each imam, that when the imam says, assalamu alaikum, then you follow him, and then when the imam says on the left hand side, assalamu alaikum, you follow him. Now, if in a gathering there are also Muslims and non-Muslims, and when you enter that gathering, what are we to do? How do we greet? Are we supposed to say salam or not? In the hadith here by Hazrat Usama, I have to think twice, you know. <laughs> you know, Usama. Somebody came to me, Maulana, uh, in Juma, did you talk about the great Omar? Radiallahu ta'ala, I said yes I did. Of course, other than Umar radiallahu ta'ala. But what a beautiful name Usama is. Subhanallah. The great companion of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bacho ke naam rakhne chahiye. What is it? Bacho ke naam rakhne chahiye. Bari fazirat hai Islam. Great companion. And Usama, subhanallah, I didn't know that, you know. And he is the narrator of this hadith. Subhanallah, it is he. وَأَنْ أُسَامَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ He says that when I saw Nabi Kareem صلى الله عليه وسلم مرّ على مجلس فيه أخلاط من المسلمين والمشركين that Aab صلى الله عليه وسلم passed by a mixed gathering of people in which there were Muslims, Polycists and Jews and عبدت الأوثان واليهود people who are مشركين, idolaters uh, like we have uh, people, Hindus today, Mushrikeen. فَسَلَّمَ عَلَيْهِمُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَسَلَّمَ عَلَيْهِمُ النَّبِيِّ And Aab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made salam to them. Made salam to them. But the meaning of the hadith the muhaddisin have mentioned, اِسْتِحْبَابُ السَّلَامِ عَلَامًا فِي الْمَجْلِسِ وَلَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَيَقْصِدُ بِصَلَامِهِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْهُمْ that Aab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made salam. So if, if, if it is a mixed gathering, when you say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, your intention must be to make salam to your Muslim brothers. So permission is given, but in the, the, your intention should be to give salam to who? Your Muslim brothers. Allah paak mujhi aapko samanye ki tawfiq de. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Musaleen La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimeen Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyyata fi dunya wal-akhira Allahumma la tudalana dhamman illa ghafartah wala hamman illa farashtah wala daynan illa qadaytah wala hajatan min hawaiji dunya wal-akhira illa qadaytaha Allahumma inna nasaluka min rizaka wal-jannah wa na'udhu bika min ghazabika wal-nar wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalki muhammadi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa zuriyati wa ahli bayti ajma'in mirahmatika ya Oh, I'm a